right, it is another edition of Coffee with Craig and Kevin. I am Craig Galbraith, online executive editor with Channel Partners. Joining me, as always, is the man who puts the more in Morris, Kevin Morris, our business development lead. Kevin, how are you? <laughs> doing well, doing well. I don't think I've ever been introduced like that, Craig. So thank you. Uh, that was one of the kindest introductions I've ever received. Better more than less, my friend. Except for when I'm standing on a scale, Craig, because <laughs> that means I've eaten more delicious food. So, so you're probably right. So uh, what you been up to? I understand uh, you went to your uh, daughter's school today. I did. Um, so this morning uh, they had their career day at her elementary school. She's in third grade. So I presented to four different groups. They do it a little differently of third graders, uh, 15 minutes at a time. And I got to tell you, Craig, I have not been nervous for a sales presentation in about 10 years since I've been doing them so much. But I was extremely nervous today to be in front of a, a group of young kids. And, and it was just a, a huge honor to be able to present the good side of sales, not in terms of me being a good salesperson, but in in the terms of looking to help people, looking to help businesses, looking to, you know, help others reach their goals and, you know, to really get to meet new people every day and do new things like this podcast and, and stuff like that every day. So I was really honored to be able to do that. And, and I have to tell you, if every location in every school has a similar group of third graders, then we're really in for a bright future because uh, I definitely learned as much from those kids as, as they did from me, if not more. You know, I was envisioning when you told me that you were doing this career day, I was seeing like the firemen showing up with this fire hat on and all the kids wanting to take their picture with them. And then the, the police officer and the same thing. And then you getting up there and saying, I'm a business development lead. <laughs> you know, Craig, you're, you're not too far off, actually. Um, <laughs> so in the other rooms in third grade, because they would rotate rooms, basically, we had a video game designer that was there. So I, I didn't really compete well with that. Um, we had a police officer that was a mounted police officer. So on a horse, we actually had the horse outside of the school. So, you know, I hoped I made it interesting enough. One of the things I did was a Jedi never leaves home without his lightsaber. I said a salesperson never leaves home without their smartphone. And then I put a lightsaber <laughs> app, so I swung it around so it sounded like a lightsaber. So that was a big hit. Nice. Kevin Morris inspiring America's youth, something I never <laughs> thought I'd hear. <laughs> so, Craig, you know, enough about what I've been doing. Uh, I understand that you are on vacation, you know, the past week or so. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I took a week off. That's uh, the main reason we haven't had one of these podcasts go live here in a while. Uh, I went up to Washington State uh, where I grew up, visited my mom and dad. It was my mom's birthday, so that was a good time. We threw a surprise thing for her at church, and I uh, had cake, flowers, had people show up that she wasn't expecting the whole nine yards. So uh, it was pretty. It was a pretty good deal. We had it in the works for a couple months, and she was impressed. My aunt and uncle picked me up at the airport. They drove up from California. My mom had no idea they were coming, so it was a good time. She felt good, and we we're pretty happy with the way it all turned out. Always great when you get to celebrate mom. So, Craig, great that you got to see family, celebrate mom, but I understand this was also a bit of a working vacation because there's something really new and exciting that people are going to be seeing from Channel Partners that you're heavily involved in. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that as well? Yeah, Kevin, we're pretty excited to be rolling out the new Channel Partners website, uh, our media website. People are going to get a chance to see our content in ways that they haven't seen before. Uh, we're filling up the page with a lot of great news articles. Our podcasts 
our videos, our blogs, everything that we had before and more, but it's going to be in a much more accessible format. We're filling up a lot of the white space on the page. It just looks brand new and that's what it is. So we're excited to make that debut and, and hear what uh, all of you have to think about. You know, Craig, I haven't actually seen what the new website's going to look like. So I'm really excited to see it. And I know we give each other a hard time back and forth, but uh, if you're, you're involved in this process, I'm sure it's going to be something that's pretty phenomenal once it all comes together. Uh, you're going to make me all weepy here. Yeah, you know, every once in a while, every once in a while, you know, I got to I got to throw in the the compliment just to, to make you keep doing this thing with me. I'm waiting for the zinger. It's only about five minutes away. I have a feeling. But uh, <laughs> look out for that. We're excited about it. It's going to be something I, I'm pretty sure that uh, all of our readers and our listeners out there are going to be interested in, in checking out. So keep an eye out for that. Well, Craig, that's enough about ourselves and uh, some of the exciting things we have coming up at Channel Partners. I am very pleased to announce that, again, we have two innovative and outstanding guests on the podcast. I'm not sure how we keep booking these quality guests, but thank goodness that we do. A little later, we're going to hear from Ankur Strivastava. He's the CEO and founder of Swarm Sales that are really making big changes in the world of sales and, and some could say the future of sales. So before we get to Encore, uh, I understand that we're going to welcome a good friend of Channel Partners into the studio, Craig. All right, Kevin, really pleased to have our first guest for this podcast. It's Adam Edwards. He is the co-founder and CEO of Tolaris. Adam, how are you? Great, thanks. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. It's warming up here in Phoenix. We're about 108 today, so I kind of wish I was up there in Utah with you. Yikes, yeah. Doing much better up here with mid-80s today. Oh, that's nice. All right. Now that we've got the Al Roker portion of the uh, broadcast out of the way, uh, talking about the weather and, and what's happening up there in Utah, Adam, is your Partner Summit. Uh, tell us about that coming up in just a couple of weeks. You bet. Partner Summit this is our sixth uh, event up at Park City. And uh, when you talk about the weather, it's actually nice to go up to 7,000 feet. Uh, and which the weather is even better up there. Uh, but beyond the weather, the environment is incredible. Stein Erickson Lodge is uh, the only five-star resort in the state uh, where we bring together partners and uh, providers and, you know, network, educate, uh, release new tools, which is what we plan to do in two weeks. Uh, we've got a big launch for uh, some of our software tools we're excited about. And uh, this is the highlight of our year. We do a lot of events around the country, but uh, we really bring it for uh, this crowning event of the year in June at Partner Summit. And you guys have a couple of special guests you're bringing on as uh, keynotes, right? We do. Don Jose from Shortel. Also, we've got Alan Masaryk from Vonage coming. And the reason uh, we wanted them on stage talking is because both of them have invested in platforms. You know, CPaaS is going to be huge. And it's not yet. Most people don't understand what it is. But both of these companies have acquired uh, CPaaS capabilities. And the things they're starting to do customers are amazing. So it's really turning UC on its head. You know, UC is really a replacement for, uh, you've got, you know, Legacy Contact Center and uh, PBX now hosted. But beyond just messaging internally within a company, when you turn it over to CPaaS, the things that customers are able to do and the partners are now able to do for their customers are totally unique. The, the cost per seat comparison goes away because what you're looking at is outcomes. And I know that's such a nebulous term. Uh, people use that, that term all the time. But uh, 
we're going to be talking about some specific examples of what CPASS has done for customers, whether that's creating an online search or tying in, you know, a person's geolocation on their phone into the intelligence of the database, just all kinds of things, what uh, you would never assume a, a phone system could do on this platform. We've now got the capabilities. So they're going to have some amazing things to say, and I think really open up some people's eyes into what they can be doing with their uh, company. Wow, Adam, that sounds like a great event, and I really like how you're working in the the customer, the end user stories uh, to help educate these partners. I do have one quick question uh, about Park City because I actually went to uh, a corporate retreat there in the summer, and it is a great place to be in the summer and in the winter, but um, have you ever golfed up there, Adam? When I go out on the golf course, not everyone refers to it as golfing, uh, but yes, <laughs> absolutely, we've been, been out there. The ball sails a little farther, which is good for people like me. And uh, I could use a little extra boost. (laughs) That's what I was going to say. My drives went so much further. Now, it doesn't help the direction of my golf ball, unfortunately, but the distance was definitely nice. So I ended up four holes over instead of one. I can't believe you're a professional golfer. I think you should be working at the snack bar. I'm still looking for that venue that helps me on direction. (laughs) <laughs> Under Understood. Understood. Speaking of helping, Talaris has uh, made it a point recently to focus on, on tools for your partners in the past year. Now, I have to focus on a tool every time I do this podcast with my co-host, Craig. But, uh, you know, this seems, you know. <laughs> wow. But, but <laughs> unlike that. Unlike with Craig, Talaris has really found a way to differentiate yourself with these tools. And and why do you think these tools are, are so important? When we look at our business, we look at partners. That is our business. If we can help them be successful, then we're successful. And so tools for us is not a new thing. I mean, it's in our DNA. We patented our first tool back in – we started building it in 03, got the patent in 06 – uh, for GeoCode. And ever since then, we've been building tools because our thought has always been if, if we can help our partners differentiate themselves, if they can look better in front of their customer, if they can provide more value to their customer, they're going to win more deals. And when you look at the master agent model, you know, a lot of it is just aggregating volume. And if all you're doing is aggregating volume and protecting commission, there's value there, but you're really not differentiated from anyone else. And our outlook is if we can help our partners be better than they can on their own, then we win. They're going to want to do business with us. And so that's what we fight for every day is we ask ourselves, how can we help a partner be more successful? We ask them, what are you working on? What, what, what are your problems? Where are you struggling? Uh, where could we help save time? And when you start with those questions, you know, things start popping up. Well, I could really use this. And if someone was doing that, and that's why it's not just software tools, but some of the services we're offering, like account management, you know, a lot of these partners are saying, look, Look, I focus on sales. My customers calling into me are prohibiting me from getting out there and, and prospecting new clients. When we take over account management, which we've done for a good number of partners now, we're doing the upselling. We're doing the cross-selling while they can go and find new logos, which is where they want to go. What we find is each partner has different strengths and different areas where they want our help. And we want to build that out, uh, you know, a complete offering so they can uh, get whatever supplemental service they need from us, whether that's software tools or personnel. And uh, that, that's what we continue to build. That's some good stuff, Adam. I think the tool I need is a mute button for Kevin. <laughs> Yikes. You guys are brutal. <laughs> yeah, I had to get him back. Uh, many, many <laughs> podcasts together, Adam. Many podcasts. <laughs> Whew, uh, Craig, good news. You don't need Tolaris to build you a mute button. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> 
You know, Adam, we've been talking about convergence for some time now in the channel, but it's really come to a head lately uh, with some big M&A activity involving masters and distributors. Just wanted to get your take. And uh, I don't know, can we expect any big announcements in that regard from Tolaris? I mean, this could be a great opportunity right here on our podcast. That's right. Hey, that, that's a, and that's a very good question um, because there is a lot of rumbling going on in the industry. And the question every company has to ask itself is, can we do this alone or do we need to, to go forward with someone else? And the challenge in uh, you know, the agency environment is time. Every agent's challenge is you know, reinvesting in the business and growing. And w- when you sell as an agent and you grow those sales, it takes time. And so a lot of times consolidation makes sense. You know, really what's pushed this question forward is the carriers consolidating. You know, the carriers have come together and now their requirements to be in their top tier for distribution becomes higher. But what I think is even more interesting than that, because the, the channel has, at least the telco channel, has evolved into something much more. And I think because partners understand that cash flow, these telco partners have evolved into cloud partners, and they're doing phenomenally well at selling these new services and getting into not just hosted voice, but into other cloud services like security, which is hot now. And and the reason it came out of the telco uh, environment is because of the understanding of that recurring revenue model and the embracing of that model, whereas other traditional IT partners have not done that. So that's why I think we saw a move last year from ScanSource to acquire IntelliSys because they saw that. They saw that model. And I think the, you know, the other uh, IT distributors are sniffing around as well. And I think you will see acquisitions of other master agents because the broker model makes sense. If you just look at cloud, it's hosted centrally. No one's rolling trucks to do brake fix. Unless you're pulling wires or installing the service, it's diagnosed centrally. The engineers are central. So the IT VARs of yesteryear that had engineers on staff to program a handset, they're not needed. Those engineers should be repurposed to troubleshooting and helping a customer have a great experience, but not programming handsets. When a service is centrally located, it's more open to brokerage rather than reselling. And that's why you see this brokerage model flourishing. And that's why the IT distributors, I believe, are focused on master agents. I don't see our competition in the future, you know, being the guys down the road, Sandler, a TBI, or a Microcorp, or any of those. I see the competition really being the large IT distributors because they're going to need to be in this place. Logistics, the pick, pack, and ship model is over. And they're seeing that with declining revenues now. That wasn't the case a couple of years ago when we talked to them. And they said, look, we've been profitable for years and years and years, and we're not going to do anything to change that. Well, when that equipment goes away and your profit's declining and your revenue's declining, you've got to look around at new models. And that's what's taking place. They're looking around. I am sure you will see an acquisition. I don't think you'll see uh, Tolaris being one of those acquisitions. We've got a, uh, a good DNA that we can go forward with. And the question is, can we raise fast enough? Uh, to beat that scale. And that's what we're up against. We believe we can do it. We're pushing for that. There are a lot of conversations out there, a lot of rumbling. So I would expect some of our competitors to be picked up uh, in the near future. And I see that as a big competition in the future because the world's shifting and I believe it's going toward cloud brokering. You know, Adam, that that's very well said. And I would say much like a lot of the telco partners on a smaller scale are becoming cloud providers and, and cloud distributors themselves almost or resellers. I would say uh, a lot of the MSPs, I was at an MSP event about a month ago up in Boston, and the MSPs aren't super happy about that. And, and neither are the VARs. A lot of them are actually looking to get into telco services now. What we see at Channel Partners is almost in reverse 
but something they have to do to build their business model. Have you noticed that with some of your partners that might be more on the Absolutely. Uh, digital services side? Yeah, we've been beating our head against that wall for 10 years, you know, because we knew VARs mm-hmm. and MSPs were closer to the customer. They had this ongoing relationship with existing customers for years and years and years, and they were the holy grail. The problem was they didn't, it wasn't enticing to them because, number one, they felt like, look, telco just messes everything up, and I don't want to be blamed for that. That's number one. Commission is not the, the number one for them. Number one is confidence. Make me look good and don't jeopardize the rest of my business. Mm-hmm. Number two, we found was the way it's paid, it does not fund their comp plan correctly, payment over time. So we worked to address those things. Uh, first, we started out trying to partner them together. Then we started doing it for them. What we found is if we could do it for them and guarantee the experience, they were much more happy. But while I'd love to take credit for the change that's happened, uh, we're not responsible for the change that's happened. The change that's taken place is the world changed. And now they are scrambling. Like you said, they're starting to look. And some are not happy about it. Some will not make the pivot. In fact, you will hear Don Jose express this on stage in two weeks. He's told me before, how is it that I can pivot a $400 million company and they are struggling with a $10 million company? Those ones that struggle to pivot will not be at our event. It's the ones who are working on the pivot that will be at the event. And some are remarkably successful. Some of these uh, partners who have pivoted have pivoted so fast that you would not recognize them. In fact, I was uh, in Arizona just a couple weeks ago talking to a partner who had pivoted his business in 18 months from being a PBX reseller to now he's a full IT shop where he, he has hired an agent. They go out and run a network assessment. They diagnose the issues and they see, sell multiple products. You know, they'll, they'll come in with Office 365. They'll, they'll upgrade the network and help out there and put them on S, an SD-WAN implementation. They'll bring in hosted voice. They'll bring in, uh, you know, whatever security services are needed. I mean, 18 months to go from selling PBXs over to a full IT shop that's brokering and offering professional services is phenomenal. The, wow. the problem is partners that, that have uh, dug in and made a, a pivot like that, I think are rare. I, I think uh, that's um, the exception to the rule. And we want to see more of those partners. There's too much opportunity out there for the number of partners that are pivoting. So the ones who have pivoted and are heading in this direction, you just got to stay on your feet and the tide's going to lift you. For those who haven't pivoted, they've got to do it. For sure. You know, someone should name their fall show Evolution. It's Evolution, baby. <laughs> right? That sounds like a great name. You got to get on that. <laughs> Adam, thank you very much for your insight and your time today. Remind everybody again uh, the dates of the Tolaris Partner Summit. You bet. It's uh, Park City, Utah, uh, just in a couple of weeks, June 19th, 20th, and 21st. Drop in, say hi. Attendance is full, but uh, that doesn't mean you can't, if you wander up, that uh, we're going to find a spot for you and uh, make sure you get, get fed. So come on up. We'll see you in Park City. It's a great place to be. I had a chance to get up there and join you guys last year. We're going to send our resident millennial, James Anderson, from our edit staff uh, this year. Give him a chance. Uh, he lives here in Phoenix, too. Give him a chance to come up there and beat the heat and uh, see what you guys have going on. Adam, thank you so much. Good. We'll, we'll look forward to seeing him. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks All so right. much, Adam. Speaking of partner summits, events, and evolution, we have our own event coming up in September from the 25th to the 28th, uh, Channel Partners Evolution in Austin, Texas, Craig. Yeah, Kevin, I am pretty excited about Austin. I have never been there. It's the first time we've ever had our show there. Why don't you tell the folks about one of the exciting things that we've got coming up at the show that we haven't had before? Like many of our partners, like many of our sponsors and exhibitors, Our show itself is also evolving. We are doing away with Evolution Theater as you know it, so the show floor stage as you know it, and we are creating 
the Evolution Hub, which is going to have a few different aspects to it. It's still in the works, so I can't get into too much detail. But part of this hub is going to be the Evolution Studios. We're actually going to have a mini TV studio there where we're going to be conducting interviews. Uh, Coffee with Craig and Kevin will be hosted live there. Pretty excited about that. Uh, a lot more to come, obviously. Keep an eye on that new website we just spoke of or a little earlier in this podcast because there'll be a lot more coming about what the Evolution Hub is and what it's all about. So this hub sounds like it's right up our alley, my friend. I'm excited to do coffee with Craig and Kevin from the set. I'm not overly excited about being recorded instead of just doing this podcast because I roll my eyes at a lot of the things you say, and I just don't want people to catch that on camera. (laughs) Yeah. The other thing people don't know is that you're not out of your pajamas by noon when we record these podcasts, so you're actually going to have to be dressed for this one. So true. After career day, uh, you know, this was the first time I I wasn't in my pajamas recording these podcasts. So good call, Craig. It's like, even though I don't have the video on, it's like you can see me. It's scary. (laughs) All right, Kevin, let's go ahead and introduce our next guest. Uh, His company had a presence on the show floor. He was a part of the new exhibitor news desk at Channel Partners Conference and Expo. You actually interviewed him a short time ago yourself. So take it away. I am very pleased to be welcoming into the podcast Ankur Shribastava, uh, the CEO and co-founder of Swarm Sales. Ankur, great to see you again. Hey, great to be here. Swarm Sales is becoming a major disruptor within the SaaS marketplace, especially since it's been raised and backed by the founder of eBay. Now, this isn't SaaS as in software as a service as many of our listeners are accustomed to but in the form of sales as a service. Where did you first come up with the idea behind the launch of Swarm Sales? And please tell our audience how your marketplace is fast becoming the future of sales. We are absolutely disrupting sales. And this is something that needed to be done for a long time. And here's the reason why. Today, if you look at sales, it's basically seen as a process. And everything that's been built has been built to facilitate that process. I'm sure your listeners who are amazing sales reps uh, at the chan- uh, whatever channel firm they work for are probably sick and tired of entering data into new CRMs. I'm sick mm-hmm. and tired of reviewing more and more integrations that have come into email and also more and more tools that tell me about you know, what my connections are doing. But the fundamental thing was nobody was actually seeing sales as a problem. Well, we see it as a problem. So a different thing happens. When you actually look at sales as a process, you keep building tools to facilitate it. But when you see it as a problem, you disrupt the entire industry. And the reason why we found this disruption needed to happen is I myself have been a seller or sales professional for many years. I've worked for companies like Oracle, EMC. I've also been the head of uh, a couple of startups where I've, I've led sales. And I realized that one particular problem was a constant, and it was access to the right accounts, and it was hiring more and more sales reps. And the challenge that existed was, well, if you're a small company, you may have a great product, but there's a couple of problems that you run into. One is you can't attract top-tier sales reps without paying for recruiters, investing heavy upfront costs, and eventually having to train those sales reps. The other problem that existed is you would need to make sure that if they were the right sales rep, you actually ha- they had the right relationships to fast-track you into those accounts that you were targeting. But fundamentally, it, eventually, those relationships run dry. What you have to do next is you actually have to go and fire up a marketing engine and start bringing in additional sales reps who have relationship to drive introductions into your account. Well, if you're starting up company, that's something you just can't do. Eventually, we realized that if we could just create a network where those sales reps who've had accounts 
in their existing roles. But those accounts that have been taken away year over year, we realized that their relationships were never lost. I still have relationships from the first person I ever sold to in my days at Oracle. I still have their contact in front of, in my phone. So we realized, what if we created a network effect that allowed companies the ability to leverage those relationships and activate those sales reps on demand and drive deals forward from start to finish? And we realized that we could solve two problems with one stone. One was a recruiting problem. Second, the selling problem, right? Being able to access the target accounts. And in particular, we also realized that that problem transcended just general sales reps. It also applied to the channel. The channel was basically, in our conversations with many uh, channel heads, we realized the channel has always been representing sort of the traditional technology. The database that used to sit on a processor and used to cost about $48,000 per processor is now available in the cloud for 0.01 cent a minute. So how does someone in the channel basically drive those deals forward? And now with the acquisitions that are taking place with EMC acquiring, getting acquired by Dell, AppDynamics getting acquired by Cisco, we realize that their margins or their opportunity to sell is drastically diminishing. So we focused on the one area that we knew that the channel hasn't been playing that strongly in, but that's where the next round of opportunities exist, and that's SaaS. So today with Swarm Sales, what we did was we standardized on going out and aggregating the top SaaS companies. These companies are referred to us by VCs, sales executives, channel partners themselves, or we just spend time reviewing them. And we find companies that are basically providing solutions that are SaaS solutions focused on cloud, analytics, mobile, social, security, HR tech, MarTech, ad tech, and aggregated them all in the marketplace. Wow, Ankur, that, that is a lot of great information. And, you know, and just hearing how you just explained setting everything up with Swarm Sales, you know, your model is a lot like the, you know, original channel model was developed where, you know, these larger vendors just didn't have the local relationships for primarily the SMBs. In, in local areas. So they developed a channel model where other companies had those relationships. And, and what you've done, if I understand this correctly, is you've taken that channel model where it's at company to company, and you've really made it person to person. Would that be a good way to explain it? I would say that's, that's a good way to, to explain it because what we're using today are the relationships. Look, in the sales industry, we know one thing that isn't there yet that can happen is I know there's a lot of talk about AI and machine learning that's taking place. Look, we're doing it too. But we all know at the end of the day, the people that sell today are the people that have the best relationships. People buy from people they trust. The that's bottom right. line is you can have a whole industry that replicates the assumption of a relationship with a touch point on your website or an email that's being opened or somebody um, texting you back. But the truth of the matter is there's no relationship like the one you build when you're playing golf next to an executive or you're hanging out at church with, uh, with their families or you're at dinner with someone. That is just a very personal touch. And having been in sales, I like to be able to look a person in the face, in the eyes and say, hey, look, the solution that I'm recommending is a solution that will do what you're looking to do because of, you know, X. And I would also say you would be able to, as a salesperson, uh, you can leverage your existing relationships 
with the services that you know those particular organizations need, wherever your niche is, rather than trying to tailor your relationships to the you know software or products that your organization you're working for is forcing you to sell. Whereas you can go to this marketplace and say, hey, uh, I have relationships that need this. They need cloud. And you can find those cloud solutions rather than trying to you know, put a square peg into a round hole, so to speak. You're absolutely right, Kevin. That's a great point. Today, when you look at the entire area, and I talked to quite a few of my buddies who are sales guys in some pretty big companies, and they are top sales reps. And I ask them, what's the one challenge they run into in the beginning of the year when talking to their CIOs? And today, if I work for one company, and I go in, and I, the company only has one product, and I go in and say, Mr. CIO, tell me what are your focuses, uh, what is your focus is in 2017? They says, well, you know, I'm focused on analytics, cloud, mobile, social, and security. And I come back and I say, well, I can kind of address cloud by putting an analytic solution in the cloud. I'm not that relevant to that CIO because you're only hitting one of my pain points. But if I come back and say, I can hit all five of your pain points, I am going to be much more relevant to that CIO or that executive, hence that organization. So... Mm -hmm. Going back to your point, our goal first is to enable people. So we want to enable these sales professionals with as much learning as possible. So that's already on the marketplace today. They can come in today and start ingesting content like, content like YouTube videos, buyer personas, uh, use cases, case studies. They, we've even gone as far, as far as aggregating battle cards and email templates. They ingest that data and they can review and go back and ask their executive relationships, is this a priority? And how would this basically fit into your infrastructure? So we're making people ask more questions back to the organization and then come back to one source to be able to review and position technology that may be a fit. You also recently made a big announcement on how channel partners can rapidly start within the Swarm sales marketplace itself. Can, can you tell our partner audience a little more about this? Yeah, thank you. Um, we're really excited about this one particular piece, and it's uh, called our uh, Channel Teams feature. And the way it works today is, well, if you're going to move towards a marketplace dynamic, you can't just have every rep be on their own. So today, a channel organization can come to us. Once they're approved, we basically create a, a master account for them. They add a central bank account, and then they can start adding all of their sales reps, sales professionals, in, under that organization. A couple of things happen. Those sales professionals now start creating their relationships into Swarm Sales. One big piece that I want to make sure I, I, I highlight to anyone that's concerned out there. We will never take your contact or your relationships and distribute them or even use them for our personal use. The only reason we ask you for those relationships is so we can match you with the companies that are trying to get into those accounts. Mm -hmm. um, so that data is absolutely secure. So I want to highlight that. Now, once they're on the marketplace um, and they've added the team members, all the activity that those team members create can now be surfaced back to uh, the higher-ups. And because Swarmswell's model is pay for performance, today the biggest channel that, challenge that exists in the channel is most of the channel partners work within their organizations uh, for that pot at the end of the rainbow, which is that commission when they close a deal. With Swarmswell's, we change that completely. These channel partners can now get paid for every introduction, for every demo, for every pilot, for every close, and they get commission on top of that. So imagine what happens if you're an organization that's trying to retain your reps 
that has actually been losing margins uh, or has a drop in their business because of the emergence of cloud. And now you actually are starting to ca- capture more revenue because of the activity your sales reps are creating. And that's the value of what we're doing today. And, and you can associate a lot of analytics and data uh, back to the team to become better. So, Encore, thank you. This has all been great information on Swarm Sales. Uh, lastly, I know you alluded to it a little bit, but what is the best way for potential channel partners to get in touch with you and the Swarm Sales teams to continue the conversation? Absolutely. So, first of all, let me just uh, thank you again for having me. This has been absolutely great. They can go to swarmsales.com, click on Get Started, and register as a seller, or they can send us an email at info at swarmsales.com, and we'll take it from there and start onboarding them. Today, we already have channel partners that have jumped on the marketplace, and they're already engaging emerging or new technology uh, that is now um, already getting them to the the next division that they want to sell to. And uh, I'll just stop uh, with this. The big thing over here is traditionally, channel has sold to IT. IT is losing budget fast. The next evolution of sales is business. Business makes faster decisions, they have the, the budgets, and they implement technology really, really well as well. So what we want to do is we want to make sure we enable the channel to sell to the line of business. And today, a lot of our solutions that we have on the marketplace are exactly those, those solutions. Encore, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Uh, I always enjoy talking sales and, and telling some more stories from uh, from my days as a channel partner as well. So uh, really appreciate your time and uh, looking forward to continue uh, seeing you, uh, uh, you know, around the channel. Hey, thank you for having me. And once again, you guys are doing some great stuff. All right. Some good stuff there, Kevin from Swarm Sales. Glad to have them on the show. Before we wrap up, why don't we get back to maybe the one lesson you learned from your career day experience. Yeah, well, after recording this podcast, I I think it's that I need a new one. So next year I could present on something different. (laughs) (laughs) I'm certainly not pulling this business development stuff off, Craig, I'll tell you. (laughs) Yeah, Kevin, and I think I've proven uh, through this podcast that I could probably use another vacation as well. All right, just a reminder, Channel Partners Evolution, September 25th through the 28th in Austin, Texas. You can register for the event now at channelpartnersconference.com. Don't forget the new version of our channelpartnersonline.com website coming soon. And you can listen to the archive of these Coffee with Craig and Kevin podcasts. Just go to the App Store and search Channel Partners Online. Craig, thanks for those outstanding reminders. Thank you to Adam and Encore for joining us today and, and bringing some uh, real value and education to our listeners. And, and of course, thank you to the listeners themselves. Uh, we hope you keep uh, rolling along with us through the summer. We're past Memorial Day, uh, so hopefully you enjoyed some hamburgers, and we look forward to enjoying some coffee with you all as summer continues. Thanks again. Take care, everyone. <laughs>